Oh, this can be nothing but trouble, Bodrick declared with a grimace. Corin, best you stay in the barn. Bodrick had heard it first, while he was standing on the floor of the barn, and his son Corin was above in the hayloft, wrestling a bale of hay down for the cows to eat. It was a familiar, though infrequent, sound. The slow clopping of horse hooves and the creaking, banging noise of wagons slowly making their way up the narrow, rotted dirt road that led to the Bladewell's door. And only to the Bladewell's door. For their farm was at the end of the road, beyond which lay only the uninhabited forest that was the Duke's hunting reserve. One wagon, unexpected, was unusual enough at the isolated farmstead. More than one wagon? Such a thing had not happened in all the years Bordrick had lived there. He told Corin to hold the hay bale a moment, and stuck his head outside the barn to see who was approaching. Since there was no good reason for a caravan of wagons to come all the way up the hill from the village, on the lonely, axle-breaking, wheel-splintering, dead-end road to nowhere, it must be for a bad reason. A reason he could guess. Pa, what's trouble? What is it? Corin did not want to hear of any trouble on this of all days, his thirteenth birthday, the one day of the year when he was allowed to sleep late, so late that the sun had peeked over the low hills to the east and sent the golden rays of morning into his bedroom window before he had swung his feet onto the floor. So late that the chickens, sheep, and cows in the barnyard, even the deer lingering at the edge of the wheat field, and the crows strutting around the cornfield, wondered why Corin was not yet out of bed. So late that Corin had been sore from laying in bed that long, so late that by the time he had finally rolled out of bed when his mother called, he was more tired than if he'd gotten up in the pre-dawn darkness like he did every other day of the year. This day, there would not be the usual oatmeal or eggs for breakfast. His mother was making batter for hotcakes, and soon he would be sitting down to enjoy a giant stack of light, fluffy hotcakes layered with fresh butter and swimming in a lake of maple syrup the family had made from their trees that very spring. Corin! His father interrupted Corin's hungry daydream. You listening to me? Stay here, right here. Audric stuck his head out of the barn door and spat on the ground in disgust. It was the county sheriff on a horse, leading several other horses and at least a half dozen wagons that Bordrick could see, strung out along the road, all headed toward the Bordrick's front door. This could not be good. For his neighbors to leave their own farms early in the morning and ride all the way up the rough road from the village center must be something serious. Not every farmer in the poor village of Krebsford could afford to own a horse, so many had crowded into their neighbors' wagons for the uncomfortable trip, and they all seemed to be staring and pointing at Bordrick as he stood outside the barn. He didn't wave to his neighbors. Arriving unannounced in large numbers and led by the sheriff was not neighborly behavior. Pa, Corin called from the hayloft. 
having crawled on hands and knees to lean out the loft door. It's the sheriff. Are they calling up the militia? He asked excitedly. There were rumors that the royal army had suffered yet another defeat, and if the orcs were bold enough, raiding parties would sweep down from their mountain lairs to the north. At thirteen, Corin was almost old enough to join the annual militia training that was held in the village square every winter, and he was looking forward to practicing with the militia, even if it was only with wooden swords and pikes. Sometimes the militia practiced archery, since only a handful of farmers had ever held a real sword, but everyone hunted, and Corin never missed with an arrow. He couldn't wait to show the village boys, and perhaps some girls, his skill with a bow. I see it's the sheriff, and if they were calling up the militia, they would have sounded the big horn at the golden trout. You finish feeding the animals and clean out the stalls, and, and you fix that fence post. Don't come to the house until I call you. But Pa, Corin protested, having heard the wagons, and burning to know what was going on outside the barn. What? Never you mind what's going on, boy. Get your chores done, Baudric said gruffly, troubled by what he thought the sheriff's visit meant. And then he recognized the miller, perched on the seat of his wagon with his two boys, and he knew exactly what it meant, and his heart fell in his chest. And Corin saw the miller at the same time, Ah, his voice sounded strangled. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. You didn't do anything, son, and you don't listen to any foolish talk either. Mind your chores, he said in a tone that invited no reply. <laughs>